Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. Fascist. Josh Clark fascist. That's exactly what I was going to say, too. I was going to say, Chuck, you're always calling me a fascist pig. Not true. Isn't this? <laughs> uh, anyway, that's Charles W. Chuck Bryant. Hello. We're doing a podcast on fascism today. Yes. And as I was saying, Chuck's always calling me a fascist pig. But I don't know that that's necessarily accurate after I read this article, how fascism works. Well, you should stop giving uh, speeches from your uh, balcony above Atlanta. Shaking my hand. <laughs> yeah. Parting my hair to the side a little bit. Take down all the posters of you all over the place. Never. (laughs) So, Chuck. Yes. You want to talk about fascism? Let's do it. Okay. So, did you know, I was surprised to find this out, Benito Mussolini was the guy who actually created, pretty much created fascism. He definitely coined the term. Yes, he did. And uh, this concept of fascism was drawn upon from uh, ancient Roman techniques. Yeah. uh, Military techniques. Plato. um, Plato, yeah. Nietzsche? Sure. Machiavelli? Of course. (laughs) Um, And I was surprised to find this out because, you know, he ended up strung up by his ankles with his throat slit, people kicking him in the head. He'd fall down after he was dead and they'd string him back up. Yeah, it didn't work out too well. No, it didn't. And really, he was kind of Hitler's lackey, really. Sure. So I was surprised to find that he was the guy who started fascism, but by God, he did. Yeah, apparently he was a socialist until he got a hold of Nietzsche, and then he was like, whoa. Yeah, Nietzsche has at. screwed a lot of stuff up in this world. Sure I has. like him personally, but you got to take the guy with the grain of salt, you know? Yeah. So as far back as, what, 1922, uh, Mussolini was starting to ruminate on fascism, right? Yeah. And what is it, Chuck? What, what People throw this word around like it's, it's awesome or... Um, sweet or lol have you noticed people use lol to a ridiculous degree these days no but i do know that uh, fascism is i think i can't remember who it was but someone said it's the most misused word of our times yeah and i believe it or um incredible right yeah but you hear you know bush is a fascist obama's a fascist nancy pelosi's a fascist dick cheney's a fascist yeah none of them are fascists (laughs) all right we're not going to debate that here uh, I thought that was a nice sprinkling of uh, liberals and conservatives in there. Hey, though. I, try, I should throw in a uh, Tea Party member to cover all my bases. Um, Josh, it comes from the word fascio, Italian, meaning bundle. You're not going to say it with an accent? And fascio. Nice. <laughs> then previously, uh, the Latin root fascus or fascis. I took it as feces. Feces. <laughs> and uh, that is a bundle of sticks tied to a single axe. And that kind of says it all. It is. It's pretty much a... Again, Mussolini has a master stroke. Yeah. This is uh, this is a perfect um, descriptor sure. of what fascism is. The state is the axe. Yeah, and which the can people chop are the and crush. Yeah. yeah, and the people are the bundle of sticks that support the the head, right, or break, depending. <laughs> fascism has a, a tendency to push people to the breaking point, doesn't it? I would say so. Although fascism also kind of brings out the absolute worst. And conformist in, in human beings as well. Yeah. Um, so fascism is, is basically the opposite of democracy. The whole point is the state. There right. is no individualism. Nope. There is no... Um, no capitalism, really. 
No, no, but that that doesn't necessarily mean it's communist. Right. And actually, communism and fascism are opposite sides of the coin. Sure. Uh, to a lot of, to, at, at least economically. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because with communism, it's... um One social class. Right. And with fascism, there are very distinct social classes that you cannot get out of. Yeah. If you're in a social class is under fascism, then be prepared to stay there. Right. And uh, another... Uh, defining characteristic of fascism is that the whole point of the state is um war yeah it's it's based on uh natural selection mm-hmm. darwinian evolution sure uh where the the it, the state's entire existence is to wage and win war and it's survival of the fittest so everybody's out there waging war right and if you lose well then you're you are naturally selected you're absorbed by another state you're sure. conquered you're subjugated and the state that did the subjugating was selected as the fittest it was the strongest so the entire point of the state is to wage war imperialism baby it yeah it's pretty pretty rotten stuff really yeah. um and mussolini put it um that War alone brings up to its highest tension all human energy and puts the stamp of nobility upon the peoples who have the courage to meet it. Right. What a jerk. But, you know, it was a rallying point. People got into it for a while. Yeah, and and how? I mean, like, you you wonder, how can some guy come along and say, you have no individualism, everything your mommy told you about how great and unique you are and your little snowflake is wrong, um, and your entire purpose in life is to s- support the glory of the state, which is going to go wage war indiscriminately. Right. Um, how do people get duped into this? How do they follow along? I'll tell you how, buddy. Okay. One thing that uh, the fascist preyed on, and we say preyed because it's not strictly uh, defined, fascism isn't really around anymore, although there are tendencies in smaller groups. But as far as big-time governments, mm-hmm. it's, it's gone. But uh, one thing they do is they take a nation in crisis. Yeah. For instance... Let's say Europe after World War One, yeah, and they say you know we can return our country to its former glory. Uh, all you have to do is buy into it. So people got to buy into it at first. It can't be done with the iron fist initially, right? And the way they buy into it is that the people are already suffering, right? Yeah. So a lot of people blame the Treaty of Versailles that ended World War One for eventually leading to World War Two. There was a lot of um, restriction placed on the the losing nations. Right. Um, they, the, their, their normal working class people in countries like Germany mm-hmm. suffered tremendously. Yeah. Um, and they, they had to repay to rebuild, uh, nations that they went to war with. And there was no trust whatsoever. Right. So it was kind of a bad treaty, actually. But it did set, set the stage for fascism, right? Right. So you've got the people who are suffering and uh-huh. you're saying you've got to buy into it. What are they buying into? Well, they're buying into the state and only the state. And everything you do is for the good of the state. Right. That pretty much sums it up. And uh, a lot of times it's based on um, some sort of idealized past, right? Yeah, yeah. Which, again, after World War One, that made it easy because this nation like Germany was suffering tremendously. Right. Um, and so they, they were saying, well, we used to be great. We need to reclaim our superiority. Right. Even and if they also, weren't great, it doesn't matter. No, it because be mythical as long as they buy into it. Right, yeah, like the fifties. Right, and also there there tends to be um, one ethnic group that is singled out as the important one, and everything else is being every every other group is dragging this one group down, and they need to be dealt with. The master race, 
in the case of Germany, for sure. Yeah, and that's where we come to the difference between the capital F and the lowercase f, right, as far as fascism goes. I didn't know this. Apparently Mussolini's is capitalized and Hitler's is not. Yeah. And he was probably pretty angry about that. (laughs) I would think so, too. (laughs) He wanted a capital F. Yeah, he he got angry a lot. Um, Mussolini's fascism was largely based on uh, going and waging war just for the hell of it, right? Yes. Just to show the glory of the state. Hitler's conquests... Um, actually had a method to the madness, right? Right. His was basically basically um, based on uh, furthering the Aryan race through conquest. Yeah, I got a cool quote for you. All right. This uh, Italian fascist philosopher, who knew? Giovanni, oddly enough, his name is Giovanni Gentile. <laughs> he says, uh, mankind only progresses through division and, progress, and progress is achieved through the clash and victory of one side over another. Right. So basically you can't progress unless you are... Dividing people and conquering. So there you have it. That's what my dad always said. And his name is Gentile. Yeah. Or Gentile. Nice. Thanks, Chuck. I was looking forward to this one because I knew that you'd bust the uh, Italian accent out of Well, you know, it's in my blood. There's another characteristic that we didn't mention, and it's uh, authoritarian leadership, right? Right. I mean, you've got Mussolini. You've got Hitler. They have these cults of personality surrounding them. Yeah, that's really important. And they come to embody the state, right? Right. So, like, it's you, you, you can pretty much interchangeably say everything you're doing is for the glory of Germany or everything you're doing is for the glory of Hitler. They're pretty much interchangeable. Yeah, that's Same why they have their flags and their posters all over the place. Right. Which they love their posters. They do. Yeah. Or did. Um, there's also a tremendous amount of violence in these societies as well. Um, you can't have war without violence. You can't have, well, not only that, this, it's not, domestically, you also have violence. So, in addition to, say, um, Hitler's process of the final solution where he's furthering the Aryan race by murdering anybody who's not a member of it. Right. Um, there's also, uh, there's domestic violence for anyone who speaks out, any resistance movements, anything like that. They're gonna be crushed. Yes. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to wage war indiscriminately for the glory of the state. You're really not supposed to turn on your own people. No, right? Frowned upon, <laughs> most decidedly. <laughs> so, what's life like uh, if you are one of those people who um, would would have passed the Milgram experiment with flying colors and are just waving flags and happy as can be to see Mussolini's Il Duce car driving past? <laughs> Well, it's not a very happy place because Mussolini flat out rejected the what he called the myth of happiness. Yeah, he did, didn't he? And uh, it's not a good place if you're a woman because the only thing you are in, under a fascist regime as a woman is a little fascist maker. Yeah. Don't wanna, they don't want you working or anything. They want you making little fascists. And the, the youth are um, accentuated in, yeah, in the societies, right? Survival of the fittest. It is survival of the fittest, but also the youth make the best soldiers. Yeah. And they're also the leaders of tomorrow. So if you indoctrinate them uh, throughout their lifetimes, beginning at an early age, they're going to have the same ideals. Yeah. Right? It's uh, it's also not very good if you're gay. <laughs> no, it's not. Because aside from uh, Hitler and the gang thinking it's like, you know, mass perversion, it's also you can't make a little fascist. Right. So that that was no good. Is th- I didn't know that. Is that why homosexuals were targeted so much? Um, yeah, under sure. Hitler and, and well, for Mussolini? both those reasons, they, they thought it was perverse, and then they, you know, you can't make baby fascists. So what good are you? Right. But Hitler thought it could be cured. Mussolini just outlawed it altogether. Right. 
Uh, there's also what lots of rallies, parades, sure, like you said, posters everywhere. Yeah, it's it's um, ubiquitous. The 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 sentiment of fascism, everything for the state and the the leader, they're everywhere you go. So if you're you know 16, 17, and you're courting, mm-hmm. you're going to go to a state parade. Fun. State holiday. <laughs> they tend to take on a religious quality, right? Because there's no religion but nationalism. Well, yes. That's a little tricky because they, they reject religion in a lot of ways. But in uh, the article, it pointed out Mussolini in Italy clearly cannot reject Catholicism. Yeah. Because that's where it's rooted. So he would kind of use the church to his advantage when it worked for him. And Hitler did a lot of the same as well, right? Sure. Yeah. He was a protector of the church. Right. So they say. God, these guys are crazy. <laughs> Luckily, the, this uh, this this whole this this fascism didn't take off all that well. No, they it tried. basically had a pretty short run. Nineteen eighteen to nineteen forty five was the height of it, right? Yeah, that's not very long. This is where you find the fascist states in Germany, Italy, uh-huh. uh, Romania had one pretty yes, much. Spain sort of did. Spain did, yeah. When Franco uh, led the revolution, he right. was colluding with the fascists, but they apparently weren't organized enough or widespread enough to really um, come on as the, the functioning government. So he just took on, he adopted some of their fascist values right. in Spain. Uh, you know, what I think one of the coolest things is why it didn't work out was the reason it shouldn't work out is people started to say, wait a minute, genocide probably isn't a very cool thing to do and violence and mass murder is uh we're kind of bad guys now and And, and i don't know if i like that right we're sick of the shock troops yeah exactly cracking our skulls for smiling because happiness is a myth an absurd myth right yes and so after world war ii the chaos is gone which you know they depend on that kind of chaos to, to rally the people right and the the fascism was seen um even before world war ii or during world war ii is leading the world to war. Yeah. These guys were just conquering nations, like going out and invading other nations that were nearby for whatever reason, and they had to be stopped, which is why World War II, I think, is viewed as such a uh, positive war. Right. There were such clear, mind-bogglingly distinct bad guys. Yeah, yeah. Right? The world the was The rest risk. of the world was like, we're going to take you down. Sure. And they did, and fought well together, and... You know, it was uh, it was as far as wars go, a pretty great war. Yeah, we're not war guys, obviously. The kind of wars we wage today, but back then, I think I would have grabbed my uh, my musket. Oh wait, probably not a musket. I would have grabbed my. You would have been really in trouble. Had <laughs> you gone to the front lines yeah. of World War II? I would have grabbed my bolt action rifle. Yeah. and I would have uh, gone after Hitler. Yeah, I would have tried to. Yeah, I, I would have been love inglorious bastards. Oh, I was just about to say that. I just saw it again this weekend. Yeah, that's a good one. Awesome movie. Um. Unfortunately, fascism didn't completely go away. Uh, like you said, there are small pockets of movements around the world, right? Are we going to talk about skinheads? No. These putzes? No. They're just stupid. I don't think we should give them any airtime <laughs> whatsoever. Because you know what? There's such small pockets of, of morons out there that embrace this kind of thing these days. Mm-hmm. It's just silly. Uh, there, There's uh, some neo-fascist sentiment that I found surprising. It's called love of difference. Yeah. Which is basically just <laughs> racial separation, but with a different spin on it, right? Yeah, they say being different is really great. That's why you shouldn't uh, mix races. Right. Not because one's better, which is we just like being different. Right. And being white. Yeah, so those are kinder, gentler fascists, I guess. And there are there's some uh, markers that you can find in some governments. See if you can guess which ones we're talking about. 
Um, governments that have anti-immigration laws. Right. That's a check. Small progressive limitations on civil rights in the name of giving a democratic country uh, greater security. Check. Um, isolationist foreign policy. No comment. And government intervention in the means of production to secure the state from shortages and economic downturns. <laughs> Definitely no comment. Man. Creepy. Yeah, so that's fascism. Yes. Right? And uh, it's still around here or there. I don't think that there is any pure form of government, is there? No, but like we said, there are these pockets of morons that embrace uh, you know, neo-Nazis, that kind of thing. But I shouldn't completely dismiss them because they do act out in violent ways at times. Oklahoma City, obviously. Yeah. So I don't want to like make light of that. They they do bad things. No, London had some bombings in 1999. I was thinking about that. London's one of the largest metropolitan areas in the world. It's a very progressive city, sure. and it had bombings. It has bombings sometimes. I know. That's pretty nuts. It is. Okay. So uh, that's fascism. You yes. want to learn more? See some creepy pictures of people smiling and waving flags as Mussolini passes by. And if you love to look at Hitler and hate him, you can find pictures of him on this fascist article by typing fascism in the handy <laughs> search bar at HowStuffWorks.com. So I guess it's listener mail time, right? Yes, indeed, Josh. I feel dirty. Yes, Josh, I'm going to call this one, um, How Could We Not Mention Boba Fett? That's what I'm going to call it. Yeah, so we, we heard from quite a few people on this in the Bounty Hunter episode, because we failed to mention Boba Fett, who was arguably the coolest bounty hunter. And he drove a vet. <laughs> oh, did he? I didn't Haven't that. you ever heard Fett's vet? No. So MC this, Chris? No. I'll send it to you. <laughs> so this is from uh, our pal Aaron AC, who uh, he writes in a lot, and he's a regular. Um, I just got done listening to the latest joint, How Bounty Hunters Work, and I'm appalled, appalled, because you did not, I uh, did not hear a single mention of Boba Fett. And then he types, wah? Uh, yeah, okay, so maybe he's fictional, allegedly, but come on, there's no excuse. <laughs> During the Ninja podcast, I sat through what seemed like ten minutes of you guys, parentheses Josh, geeking out hard on the dossier credentials of action figures. So I know that's not it, so come on, how about a shout out for Boba I think he deserves it. Dog and his mulleted militia ain't got nothing on the Fett man. And I would agree. I would, too. So we didn't mention Boba Fett. We wanted to acknowledge that. And he also says, speaking of Boba Fett, in honor of his anticlimactic afterthought of a death scene in Jedi, I'd like to offer a podcast suggestion, how the Wilhelm scream works. Have you ever heard of this? No. I had never heard of it either. But it is awesome. It was the scream... Uh, that a sound engineer recorded for a movie in, I think, the 1940s. Mm-hmm. Man Dies by Alligator was what it was called. Mm-hmm. And that has since been used, the exact clip, in over 200 movies since then. It's like an in-joke with sound engineers. Really? The Wilhelm Scream. I can't believe I never heard of it. So he asked if we can play one, and uh, I think, Jerry, we can probably rustle up a Wilhelm Scream. Should we play one now? It sounds a little something like this. I can't wait to hear what that sounds like. It's really funny, actually. Yeah. And after you hear it, you've noticed, oh, wow, I've heard that before. I hope I do. So thank you, uh, I'm Aaron. going crazy here. Like, it just <laughs> played, and I still don't know what it sounds like. Uh, we just want to thank Aaron for, for educating me on a movie thing. I can't believe I didn't know this popular movie thing. Nice. I think Jerry knew it. Nice. And now you know. I do, and knowing is half the battle. That's right. Uh, if you have any obscure movie Arcania, actually, Arcania of any variety, yeah, we're always very interested in that. 
wrap it up in an email, spank it on the bottom, and send it to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Want more How Stuff Works? Check out our blogs on the howstuffworks.com homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?